Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M dot com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. The following content is not suitable for children. So it takes two to tango. We like the tango in EFT. Some of us do anyway. (laughs) Don't say that. (laughs) Take that back. Welcome to Foreplay Radio, Couples and Sex Therapy. I'm Lori Watson, your sex therapist. And I'm George Fallon, your couples therapist. And we are passionate about talking about sex and helping you develop a way to talk to each other. Our mission is to help our audience develop a healthier relationship to sex that integrates the mind, the heart, and the body. George, it takes two to tango. Do you tango, man? Do you dance? Uh, I'm working on it. I like to dance when no one's looking. How about that? <laughs> you and lots of other people. I think too often men are, it's cool not to dance. It's, I always love watching a guy dance and, you know, a guy that can dance is, you know, it's an attractive thing. It's just, oh, yeah. it's free. It's cool. And, you know, but there's so much inhibitions that a lot of us grow up with that, you know, get in the way of that. Uh-huh. Yeah, definitely a man who can dance and can move is... Is sexy stuff. But it's interesting because EFT therapists talk about the EFT tango. Yeah. The couple has to dance together. And like when I go to training on a military base, I don't use that language because it's like doesn't really resonate with men. So that's mm-hmm. why I would talk more about cycles or patterns or feedback mm-hmm. loops because that's easier for that mind to kind of gather than seeing it as a dance. Mm-hmm. That that's true. I agree. I agree. It's feminine language. So and if it works, great. A- but if it don't work, go to a different word. Sure. So what right. do we mean when we say it takes two to tango it? What are we hoping for people here? You know, I, I think most of us grow up with linear thinking, right? That mm-hmm. there's a problem and my, my partner's critical. And if she would just stop being critical, my life would be good. You know, and mm-hmm. I see that as a linear problem. It's her criticism. Mm-hmm. I don't see circular thinking, which is, well, she wouldn't be critical if something wasn't happening on my end, mm-hmm. right? So ultimately, a good couples therapist is trying to get people to see circularity, mm-hmm. that that change happens where both people can kind of change their moves. So I'll give you a good example. Okay. You know, I was working it. with a couple where, you know, I said, how is it going? And the wife was like, how's it going, George? It's not going good. This man doesn't talk. I mean, this is just outrageous. I try everything. I mean, nothing really works. It's so nobody in his family talks. You know? And she just went on and on and on and on. And her complaint is he doesn't talk. Mm-hmm. Are we picking up anything here? Yeah, well, you're describing a linear problem that she thinks it's linear. The right, only, I'm the only back- issue is he's not talking to me. 
Right. And I'm sitting back saying, how can the poor guy talk? You never shut up. Right. I mean, that's the, that's, that's to change. She has to. I, actually- I, just, I know you don't. I know you're very compassionate though yes. as a therapist because I've sat in the therapy room with you. You are very compassionate. Well, exactly. And she has good reasons. She has to talk so much. Right. Because when you're trying to create change and the person doesn't engage, you get desperate. So, but she's fully convinced that the problem is his not talking. Mm -hmm. And it's really hard for her to see that she takes up all the space. That is also part of the dynamics, Mm -hmm. right? And if I can help calm her down and help understand her desperation and she slows down, if he doesn't engage, she's going to go back to that rapid pace of talking, Mm -hmm. right? To change that system, both people have to do something a little bit differently, Right. right? That's trying to get a couple to see interdependency. Right, yeah. which is very different than trying to create change within one person. Right. And I think sometimes as therapists, when we're listening to the presentation of the problem, the the first take at it, we sometimes can hear things that the person who is more stuck in needing their partner to change doesn't hear. For instance, in a similar situation, I often hear men say, I really want her to talk in bed. I want her to tell me what she wants. And, you know, I can see maybe on the intake papers or I can hear the way she's presented it that she might have said some things, but he's a little bit deaf to how she has said it. She hasn't said it loud enough or she hasn't been repetitive enough or something. And so he's missed it. And so she gives up talking. You know, and maybe in this situation, the woman who's saying he doesn't talk to me, he doesn't engage with me, you know, maybe there's ways that he has engaged, wants to engage, but gets blocked from it. And that's what you're saying is this cycle, the interdependency that we need from each other to actually create a whole shift, a whole change is what they're not seeing in the beginning. Exactly. I was working with a couple doing our best acronym, that assessment, trying to understand Mm -hmm. their dynamics. And the wife says, you know, my heart is so important. The romance is so important to turning me on. Mm -hmm. Right. So she's given direct feedback, like you need to be more romantic. So that seems pretty straightforward. Mm -hmm. You know, if he's more romantic, she'll get more turned on and they both win. Mm -hmm. The problem with that is what gets in the way of his romance. Mm -hmm. She actually has to protect him from the rejection that he usually experiences when he initiates romance, mm-hmm. right? That's really what gets in the way of his romance. So he needs to initiate more and make the attempt. That's his move. But her move is making it safer, protecting him when he does that. Cause there's such a history of rejection when he does it typically try to do that, right? That's both people facing a problem together, both helping each other become with the new moves, right? Mm-hmm. It's actually two new moves showing up simultaneously which is very different than linear thinking, which is saying, all right, Laura, you know what? You fix it. You do what you got to do, and then everything's going to be okay. That's not seeing my responsibility at all in the change process. And for the tango to work, two people have to change. Okay, so let's use that as an example, because that's a great example. Tell me what the guy does that's romantic and how she rejects him. Well, it might be, you know, he'll come up behind her and he'll give her a kiss on her neck and she'd be like, you know, you know, she's in the middle of doing tasks and it's not good timing for her, but that's a rejection for him. Mm-hmm. You know, it's these little subtle things that a lot of times men do, like they're spontaneous and they're visual. So if they see something, they just act 
And that is being romantic. It might not be the romantic way that's working for the partner, right? But when that's not responded to, it's, it's rejection and it makes them not want to engage. I'm thinking of my own life. My husband, <laughs> he said to me the other day, we were going out to dinner. And I said, so where do you want to go? He said, well, this is what's going to happen. I'm going to make three or four suggestions and you're going to tell me that you don't like the food there. <laughs> so why don't you just tell me where you want to go? We'll just start from there. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I think there's definitely ways that we can shoot down our partner without even thinking about it. But the, the romance thing, one of the things I see is maybe, and we'll just stay with the same gender, the male you know, says, okay, you know, my partner needs romance. And so I'm going to do that. And he sets it up. He does take her out to dinner. And she says, well, you're only doing this to get sex. Mm -hmm. Like somehow or another, discounting and denigrating his efforts to meet her needs, to do mm -hmm. what she's asked for. You know, his heart just sinks. It's like, man, you know, I can't win for losing, right? Exactly. I, I if I ask you for sex, then I'm bad. But if I give you the romance, then you're suspicious and I'm bad. And so he needs her cooperation so that he can gain like, you know what? I really appreciate the effort that you're making. This spending time with me really helps. I love just being alone with you outside the home and looking at each other and away from the kids and the bills. And this is good. That's giving him success. Yeah. That's appreciating his effort and making him want to do it again. And that's the feedback loop the other way. So to be romantic is to engage more. It's to take a greater risk. So if you get shot down, the fall is greater. A lot of time, men are the ones initiating sex. When they get rejected, even if it's not romantic, even if they say, hey, how about a little, little fool around tonight? Mm -hmm. And wife says, no, I got a headache. Like those rejections impact the romance. Mm -hmm. So as the wife understands that and can protect him more from the rejection and say, I know this stuff is hard, you know, because we've missed each other a lot and I want to help you. It makes it easier for him to take the risk romantically. The flip side, he's got to help her with the mistrust of that, mm -hmm. right? Because she's been really let down, you know, in mm -hmm. this relationship and it's not her fault. She's not trusting the romance, mm -hmm. right? And the more that he can help her with the mistrust you know, that's a couple working together with whatever the issue is, the romance, the rejection, the mistrust, right? They're seeing a common problem that they want to work together to address. This is your strength. You are good about the flip side. You okay. really are. You, you, you do that in therapy. I love that part about you that you kind of see it from four different angles. I love that. So, yeah, the flip side That's is... That's what happens when growing up a family with eight kids. You see lots of different <laughs> things happening simultaneously. You see the flip side. So, the flip side of helping her with her distress, what would that look like? Can you say it to me? That I like couples to what I call the preamble. I want them to go into these encounters with their eyes wide open to see these very predictable blocks and speak to them before they even happen. Mm, mm -hmm. You know, so if she speaks into the possibility of rejection and helps protect him from that, it's safer for him to be romantic, right? If he can speak into, you know what, this is a new move and it's okay not to really trust that, right? Mm -hmm. That it's not your fault. We've missed each other here. I have not been romantic for a long period of time, right? He's mm -hmm. protecting her from the shame that comes with the mistrust, mm -hmm. right? Couples that build so that he, protection. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, sorry. Let's go, go. 
she could protect him too, right? Mm -hmm. Like it's been 10 days since they've had sex and she has a headache. I mean, she could come up to him and say, you know what? I just want you to know I have a headache tonight. I feel really lousy, but I know it's been a really long time since we've had sex. And you were probably looking forward to that tonight. You know, the kids are at scout meetings or whatever. And, you know, I I don't want you to risk asking on a night that I'm really not going to feel up for it. But I want you to know I'm aware of the length of time it's been. I think it's, you know, you've been so brave at continuing to bring up the sexual encounter and the sexual opportunity for us. So um, just isn't that's, my night. That's, that's her protecting him. That's her protecting him. And again, then he needs to reward that new move mm-hmm. by, by saying, thank you. Right. I know that's not easy to do. Right. And she could say, all right, but tomorrow night, if I don't got a headache, you better get ready, do your workout or whatever she needs to do <laughs> to like, you know, that's a couple joining hands mm-hmm. to face a problem. Right. Which is so different. Most of us are so trained to sit back and see the problem in the other and want the other person to change and not see our role in helping them to change. We're either part of the problem or part of the solution. Okay, well, let's talk some more about this positive cycle, how we can help people become interdependent. And when we come back from the break. Beautiful. Frustrating low libido can be, well, frustrating. Sound familiar? Visit addyi.com slash foreplay and complete your online consultation today to see if Addy or Flabanserin is right for you. Addy is for premenopausal women with acquired generalized hypoactive low sexual desire disorder, HSDD, who have not had problems with low sexual desire in the past and who have low sexual desire no matter the type of sexual activity, the situation, or the sexual partner. The low sexual desire is troubling to them and is not due to a medical or mental health problem, problems in the relationship, or medicine or other drug use. Addy is not for use in men or to enhance sexual performance. Your risk of severe low blood pressure and fainting is increased if you drink one to two standard alcoholic drinks close in time to your Addy dose. Wait at least two hours after drinking before taking Addy at bedtime. Your risk of severe low blood pressure and fainting is also increased if you take certain prescriptions, over-the-counter or herbal medications, or have liver problems. Low blood pressure and fainting can happen when you take Addy even if you don't drink alcohol or take other medicines. Sleepiness, sometimes serious, can occur. Common side effects include dizziness, nausea, tiredness, difficulty falling asleep or staying asleep, and dry mouth. See full PI including box warning at addy.com forward slash PI or call 844-PING-PILL. Visit addyi.com slash foreplay. We at Foreplay are excited about Addy and to help share the love, our listeners can now schedule their Addy consultation for only $10. To see if Addy is right for you, visit addy.com and use the coupon code foreplay at checkout to redeem this offer. That's code foreplay at addyi.com. Hey guys, our couples retreat is coming again October 1st. We're so excited to be offering this to you. We want to put it in your minds because right now, if you register early, you can get a discount. Please find us on our website on Foreplay Radio Sex Therapy to register, and it'll be under the resource section. And right now, we're offering a discount, so please sign up early. So, Lori, how about I'm going to be the withdrawer, you're going to be the pursuer. We'll okay. stretch ourselves here. That'll be new moves for both of us. Let's just try to demonstrate the importance of two new moves meeting each other. That's how you create change. And that's why change is difficult. With couples, both of them usually try new moves, but the one person's new move runs up against the mistrust of the other, and then that pulls both people back into old moves. Okay. So again, it's why this is, it takes time to change. It does. But it's nice to have a clear target on what it looks like, right? Two new moves meeting each other. So for a withdrawer, 
for me to re-engage, which is my new move, because usually going away is what makes me feel safe. Mm -hmm. It turns down the emotional heat. If I'm going to engage, I have to have success when I engage, right? My body has to learn heading towards the emotion actually feels better than going away, right? So I have to make a choice to go towards instead of away. That's my new move. Mm -hmm. But if I go towards and your mistrust whacks me and tells me this isn't right and you're doing it wrong and I get rejected and going forward, I'm going to immediately go back to going away. Mm -hmm. So my new move needs to be met by your new move of seeing what I'm doing and responding to it. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? It totally makes sense to me. Okay. Yes. I'm not sure it's made sense yet to everybody else. All right. So if Give me an example. I want to talk about something I wouldn't normally talk about. Right. Last night when you talked about how frustrated you were with me being late again. Mm -hmm. Right. And I was exhausted and I really didn't want to have a conversation. So I just said, yeah, I'm sorry. And I went to bed. Right. But today I'm initiating a conversation because I want you to know how bad that felt for me that I tried the best I could and things happened when I had my control. But it didn't seem like you wanted to hear any of that. And all I got is a sense that, you know, you're just disappointed in me. I'm just, a, you know, a failure. Mm. I just constantly do these things wrong. Mm -hmm. And I just felt really bad. I mean, I, I was hoping we were going to have a good night. I was hoping we would maybe, you know, hang out and laugh. And before you know it, I'm just going to bed rolling over. Mm. So I just wanted to share that. I, you know, it felt really bad. I was hurt. Mm. So you really tried to tell me what was going on with you. and. We're hoping that that was going to resolve things between us. And I didn't pick up on that. I didn't get it. I stayed angry. I, mm -hmm. I just kept pushing, feeling disappointed. And I didn't see what you were needing or the, the fact that you were trying to let me in, actually, and what mm -hmm. you really were feeling. And then we went to bed up angry and rolled over. You went to bed angry and rolled over. And that's... Right. Yeah, I appreciate that you are telling me this morning, though, okay. uh, about it. That I know that's hard for you. It takes a lot to tell me and debrief this with me. Maybe you were afraid I'd be angry, but I am grateful that you're telling me this. Thank you. Did I do it right? Yeah, thank you. Feels good. Yeah. Right. I'm, I'm, I'm glad I brought it up this morning because you're able to hear what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. Right. You gave me success for bringing it up. Couples are not always able to do this. Mm -hmm. But, you know, the difference between the best couples and couples that don't is this, this ability to repair, mm -hmm. this ability to come back together and bridge the distance that happened in the fight. You have a perspective. You have good reasons why you're angry. I'm going to need to know that, too. But when I'm engaging, I'm the one initiating. You keeping your focus on me and giving me success for my new move is critical if I'm going to keep doing it. Mm -hmm. That's I don't want to go. I don't want to go into why I missed it last night or anything. I want to appreciate that right now you're doing the very thing that I've asked you to do. Yeah. Yeah. And again, you might say, oh, the, the next night, well, I also wanted to talk about that fight. Mm -hmm. And now you're going to want me to get your perspective, right? Mm -hmm. And your new move is saying it in a way that's trying not to be critical and trying to be more vulnerable. Mm -hmm. But if I'm not going to engage with that, I'm going to just disengage. I'm going to send you right back to your anger and your protest. You have to have success for coming towards me. Okay, so with let's that do that. Move. Let's do that one. So, you know, when you came home the other night and we had that fight and you've kind of told me now about what was really going on for you, it was weird, but 
when you walk through the door, you just kind of seem far away. And I'd made that special meal. And I was really looking forward to sitting down with you with a glass of wine, talking about your day and about what was going on with us. And, you know, you picked up the mail. I saw the look on your face. You picked up the mail and something inside me just snapped, you know, and it was like, he's not going to be there for me. That's what I told myself. He's just going to be thinking about work. He's always thinking about work. And it just, I I mean, I know I blew up and it's crazy. I don't want to do that to you. I don't want to punish you right when you come home. And really, I mean, the worst thing was, it was almost like I was a child, you know, getting bad attention was better than getting no attention. And so my anger was, you know, all about that instead of, I don't know, giving you a few minutes or something and letting you sink into the home. Um, but that's what I was going through. Yeah, I'm sorry. I I, I don't, I want to get better at seeing. I just immediately see the problem and then I miss the beautiful things that you're doing, the longing that just wanted to connect, that wanted to have a good dinner, that wanted to just kind of hang out, that wanted to laugh. Like, it's hard for me to see that. And and that sucks for you. Well, I'm sure it's hard for you to see that when I'm blowing up. Absolutely. Yeah, but, you know, I, I got to do get better at really seeing that there are really good reasons why you're angry, that there are things that are happening that, you know, you want more, not because I'm failing. It's just a, a sign of kind of health. You want that engagement that's going to make us feel closer. Mm-hmm. And again, I, 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 I need to do better at that. So thank you for sharing that with me. I appreciate that. Thank you for listening to me, for not making me feel like I'm just a crazy, bad person for blowing up. It feels better. Uh, I hope our listeners, that's a really good line to write down, which are so primed to seeing the problems mm. that they don't see the longings in what the pursuers are trying to do. There is something so healthy in what they're trying to do. They're trying to connect. Mm-hmm. But they're trying to engage. They're trying to have conversations, right? And when they get rebuffed by the disengagement, it immediately goes to the anger and the protest, right? And then it's so hard for the withdrawer to kind of see, you know, the beautiful lake because all the trees are in the way and all that mm-hmm. content's getting thrown in their way. Mm-hmm. But afterwards, it's a lot easier for me to say, ah, ah, that's what Laurie was looking for. Mm-hmm. I knew what it'd be like if I made a beautiful dinner and I put all this work into it. And I was excited for my partner. My partner didn't show up. It's like, wah, wah. it's just, it's deflating. Mm-hmm. Right? And then when it's, I'm like, what happens? And all of a sudden I get defensiveness. No wonder why it unravels so quickly. Mm-hmm. Right? But if I would have walked in the house and said, I'm so sorry. You know, I was late. Things happen. But you know what? This meal this looks amazing. I know how hard you work. So let's get, let's get to it. Mm-hmm. Right. And I would have just engaged and I would have showed up. We probably would have been fine. Mm-hmm. And probably, right. My partner walking in late is already defended. That's why he's looking at the mail, right? He doesn't want to look at the hurt or the frustration in her eyes. You know, he's turning away to kind of protect himself about exactly. the pending argument. It is like you say, it's a setup. And the pursuer is not seeing the fear of the withdrawal, mm-hmm. right? They're just seeing the content, their own frustration, their need to try to change and be heard. It does become all about them in the protest. And in doing that, they do not see the withdrawal's fear and vulnerability. 
Mm-hmm. So again, it's afterwards when we can have these conversations to help couples see interdependency that says you both got to help the other person with the new mover. It's not going to happen. I can't re-engage without you giving me success, right? Mm-hmm. You can't be kinder and softer if I'm not going to engage with you. And we, we need each other. I think that's opposite of the advice that is out there, right? Just be a strong person. Just, you know, regulate your own emotions, get calm, use mindfulness, which I'm not against mindfulness, but calm yourself down. But really doing this in partnership, we, we can form something that is, we can regulate quicker and we can form something that's stronger if we see the need that our partner has. Absolutely. Most people come into therapy with us, pointing a finger, totally believing if the other person did something differently, their life would be better. And they're right. But what they're not seeing is what they're doing that's making it hard for that person to come up with a new move. Mm -hmm. That's interdependency. Mm -hmm. And it's saying, if you want that person to change, you got to help them and you got to protect them to change. It's not a choice that's within them. It's a choice that's within the couple. And we got to support the change when it happens. Beautiful. We have to reward that vulnerability and their risk at doing something a little bit differently. Just acknowledging it. Wow. You were different this time. This, this feels so much better. Yeah. You know, that being seen for our efforts is so important. And the good news here is it's hard to do because when there is a new move, there's natural mistrust from the partner. So you might not get it right when it's happening. But the next day, when you calm down and your turn, brain turns green, that would be great to say, you know what? I'm sorry last night you tried something different and I wasn't able to respond. Right. And I wasn't able to respond because I got really triggered and I got caught up in my own stuff and my brain went yellow. So I wasn't really able to keep my focus on you, but I can now. So let me give you a little bit of success. And hopefully the partner hears that and is able to then return the gift. This is about giving each other gifts. That's what love does. I love that. Join us on Instagram. We will try to do a graphic about this so that you can be reminded and maybe make it more succinct for you. That's foreplay underscore radio sex therapy. We'd love to have you there. And we also invite you to support us on Patreon. A lot of people have joined with us now and that's helping us. It helps support the costs that we have with the podcast. George and I are planning to write some books and we'll need some help and support there as well. We appreciate those who are already joined with us. And today's a great example, Lori. Like we both showed up feeling fried. So when you know you have people behind you, it really does make a difference. It does. I remember that at 9-11, driving down to the site, and you'd have people lined up cheering, and it, like it lifted your spirits. We need others to kind of reach our goals. So exactly. we appreciate all your support. Thank you. Thanks for listening. Keep it hot, y'all. So for all you therapists out there listening to our show. I really want you to check out successinvulnerability.com, our new training website that we believe is taking online therapist training to the next level. It's so focused on moment by moment, practical moves, less theory to really get people to have immediate success. We're trying to measure targets of change so we can see if we're on target or we need to adjust And the feedback we're getting is really excited. We're incorporating that feedback to continually adjust and to change the schedule. And come join us, SIV team. Also, I'll just put a plug in for it as well, because I am one of the learners. 
this kind of instruction just is not out there. How to do the micro moves that change people's hearts toward each other. It's so good. So it's reasonably priced. I just encourage you to go over to successandvulnerability.com and sign up. It's great training. Call in your questions to the 4Play question voicemail. Dial 833-MY-4PLAY. That's 833-MY, the number 4, play. And we'll use the questions for our mailbag episodes. All content is for entertainment purposes only and should not be considered as a substitute for therapy by a licensed clinician or as medical advice from a doctor. This podcast is copyrighted by 4Play Media.